1170, The Answer. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Dynamite! Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening, and welcome to the Andrea K Show. Glad to be here tonight with you guys. I guess maybe you could tell I got a little bit more pep in my step than I did last night. Because last night, I got to tell y'all, <laughs> the re-entry back to the States from my girls' trip was a little rocky. It was a little bit like Apollo 13. Wasn't that the movie where they had a little bit of a rough re-entry back? got a problem. <laughs> yeah, S- SD, we had a problem last night. I was glad I made it through it. But you know who always gets me through every show? Not, a, not only all of y'all out there on Facebook and on Twitter. Love you guys so much. But it's always... My man, DJ Carrot Sticks. We all love Daddy. <laughs> that was a little like a little reggae, a little Rastafarian Carrot Sticks. I think it's actually Japanese. Oh, is that what that is? Or maybe. Daddy. We all love Daddy. <laughs> it could be K pop, because that's kind of yes, a hot thing right be, now. Yes. Korean pop. That's like a hot thing. But you know what's hot, hot, hot tonight? It's Jim Comey. He must be hot under the collar. He must be taking lots of Pepto-Bismol. Comey the nauseous clown. Finally, his memos were released. Although I got to tell y'all, and it got released right before um, we were going to the show here. So I've got uh, my gal, Sidney Powell, who wrote the book License to Lie about the Department of Justice and and how corrupt the Department of Justice is. She's uh, fortunately going to be with me tonight to help me break it all down because there is so much breaking news involving all the different investigations and the and the legal twists and turns that have gone on. I mean, this is like, you know, it's it's literally almost like a soap opera. You know, like like what we used to watch when we were kids, you know, like Dallas and Knott's Landing. You know, it's kind of like, or maybe even like my grandma's favorite uh, soap opera was, I think it was like The Edge of Night, maybe might have been my grandma's, you know, favorite soap opera. Anyway, that's kind of what it is. So uh, finally, we've got these memos uh, from Jim Comey because according to him, he took copious notes uh, while he was in every Trump meeting. Uh, Didn't take one note involving any conversation he ever had with Hillary Clinton, Cheryl Mills, the, uh, you know, dude who set up a server in his toilet for Hillary Clinton so she could transfer classified documents all around the world. No, he didn't take a note there. Um, But he supposedly took copious notes in his meetings uh, with Trump of which he said before Congress did not involve any classified information after he sent these memos to a friend of his in order to interfere in an investigation, in order to force a special prosecutor. Um, He said in one of his many interviews as he's gone around on his What's Happening tour, or What Happened tour, that, you know, the reason why he felt like he had to push for a special prosecutor was because he just didn't feel like anybody there currently in the Department of Justice was going to be aggressive enough. Uh, The only thing he was ever aggressive about in terms of Hillary Clinton and prosecuting her for her crimes was the aggressiveness in which he wrote exoneration letters in advance of even having any interview with her. And, of course, there were no notes of the uh, July 4th weekend of which he when he interviewed her. She was not put under oath. There were no notes that he took involving, or, or certainly no notes. Not only did he not take any notes involving Hillary Clinton, involving any of the investigations or any other interviews that he did involving that investigation, he didn't take any in, any notes, nor did he leak any involving his conversations with Loretta Lynch. But supposedly he felt compelled to take notes in his meetings with Donald Trump. 
Then he leaked these memos, and he said before Congress that none of these memos that he leaked involved any classified information. Well, now, supposedly what's in the notes or in the memos that have been released is nothing new um, because he talked about it before. And see, this is kind of the art that is Comey. Comey the nauseous clown. His art is to wring his hands and act all tortured that he's just been put in such a difficult position. And as he talked about and documented in his book with with Obama with tears in his eyes, when Obama says, you know, you know, thank you, you know, I don't no no grudges, bygones. And Comey's like, you know, thank you for that. You know, I was just trying to do the right thing. You know, he documents in his book about how, you know, he had to make decisions with the idea that Hillary Clinton was going to be the next president and he didn't want to do anything that would delegitimize her. Everything he has done since President Trump got elected and even beforehand was an attempt to delegitimize a free and fairly elected president of the United States involving leaking classified information. Now, joining me coming up is is going to be Sidney Powell and she's going to answer for me how many crimes that I think or that she thinks that Comey might have committed in the course of his attempts to delegitimize a free and fairly elected sitting president, whether it was his involvement with Fusion GPS, in which he said before Congress wasn't verified, but then supposedly he was involved in, in that going before the FISA courts in order to illegally spy on an American. Hillary Clinton, supposedly he couldn't prosecute her for transferring, uh, transmitting classified information because she didn't have any intent, even though we know that that was never part of the statute of the Espionage Act. We know he had intent when he shared these memos. And of course, the memos now we know had classified information, which means when he went to Congress and said they didn't, he lied under oath. So to me, that should be another felony. Because I think there was a baseball player who offered to go before Congress to talk about steroids and ended up being prosecuted for lying under oath. So he cla- he transferred classified information, which is a violation of the Espionage, uh, Espionage Act. He lied under oath about it. And it's also a felony to leak. It is a felony to leak right now in this country. Which And, and since the Russian collusion investigation began one of the first crimes that were were uncovered were leaks coming out of the white house so uh, you know what i do find humorous about this is uh, evidently uh comey found out on the view who knew the view actually was ever involved in breaking any news stories but i guess when comey was on the view yesterday is when he found out that uh republicans had requested and sent a request something else i'm gonna ask Sidney powell about a request for um pursuing a criminal investigation involving hillary clinton for her role in her campaign contributions to to fusion gps as well as lisa page struck andrew mccabe and comey himself so it seems to me like the tables might be turned a little bit here and Comey and all the rest of them who did everything that they could involving committing crimes in order to uh, interfere in an election as well as to frame a sitting president of the United States involving the, the falsely using courts and setting up an operation to frame the president through illegal spying on American citizens. Some pretty serious stuff. Now, stepping in, another big news today, stepping in in order to, quote, help negotiate the end of the Mueller investigation is Rudy Giuliani. I'm not sure what needs to be negotiated, given the fact that everything I just laid out means that the investigation was all fruit of an ill-gotten tree, I think is the legal term for that. 
Uh, but we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to pick this up with Sydney Powell because I, I, y'all know I'm not a I'm not an attorney. I don't know anything about this except that so far it sure seems to me like crimes have been committed by Comey, Andrew McCabe, and others. And it's time for some accountability. Comey's been running all around talking about integrity and nobody being above the rule of law. It's time for him to be held to account. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. This report is pre-recorded and sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Here's the Word on Wealth, a retirement update from five-star wealth manager, certified financial planner, Marty Schneider, the retirement professor. Greetings, friends, and welcome to this edition of the Word on Wealth. Marty Schneider here. You know, one of the great challenges that prospective pre-retirees have is the allocation of their funds. So after some study and some time, Wells Fargo started the very first of what has come to be known as the target date funds, where people could select a particular fund inside their 401k based on what has now become to known as their glide path. So if you are intending to retire in the next five years, you might buy a target fund 2020 or 2025. Call me for your retirement planning consultation. 800-727-PLAN is my office number here in Mission Valley. 800-727-7526. You can also go to my website, theretirementprofessor.com. That's it for this edition of The Word on Wealth. I am the retirement professor, Marty Schneider. I'll be back with you right here on these very same sales. Network stations. In America, someone coming from nothing really can create unlimited success for themselves and their family. Larry Elder, the sage from South Central here with my friend Aaron, founder of California Deluxe Windows, a true American success story. Aaron, I've recommended you to my friends and they are so happy with the work you've done. Thank you, Larry. That really means a lot. We all know Larry is one of the smartest and most discerning people. So if you are selecting windows and doors, listen to Larry's sage advice and call California Deluxe Windows. We'll do for you what we did for Larry's friend and family. For the best quality windows and doors made in America, call Aaron at California Deluxe Windows. Ask about 20% off your entire order and one-year interest-free financing. California Deluxe Windows, 888-NEW-WINDOWS. 888-NEW-WINDOWS. He will indeed say, Your house can be covered with potato chips, and we wouldn't crack one. CSLB number 774518. Some restrictions apply. 
Sacrifice. When you have children, sacrifice just comes with the territory. You sacrifice a new outfit for a new baseball glove. You sacrifice a romantic getaway for a summer missions trip. You sacrifice because you love your child and you want them to have every advantage. Let us help you lessen the sacrifice it takes to send your child to the finest private school in San Diego by half. That's right. When you go to am1170theanswer.com, you'll find half-off tuitions for schools ranging from preschool all the way to high school. And you won't have to sacrifice hours in the car either. Our partner schools are located throughout San Diego County. Chances are there's one near you. You want the best for your child. And here at AM 1170 The Answer, we're ready to help with half-off tuitions to private schools. Explore your options with schools like Jump Preschool and Kindergarten, South Bay Christian Academy, and Trinity Christian School. Visit AM 1170 The Answer or call 844-800-5757, 844-800-5757, or am1170theanswer.com. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170 if you would like to chime in on any of the topics. Got a packed show for you because right now I've got the legal beagle of The Andrea K Show. She's kind of legal beagle for everybody. You see her on uh, quite a few top shows, including Sean Hannity's show all the time because she literally wrote the book on the corruption in the Department of Justice. It's called License to Lie, and there's a whole lot of lying going on surrounding a whole lot of people in the Department of Justice. And here to talk about that is the woman herself, Sydney Powell. Hey, Sydney, welcome back to the show. Hey, Andrea, thank you very much. Okay, so, oh my gosh, so so much news breaking today from uh, uh, news about Andrew McCabe, information, uh, news about Cohen and the raid that happened with him. We find out that Rudy Giuliani now has joined the team. So just as I was prepared to chat with you about all that, and we'll get to that, then uh, suddenly the Comey memos. Uh, right. we're, we're released tonight. Going on today, is there? Yeah, just just a couple things happening. So I know that um, they were released to Congress, and uh, you have not had a chance to read through them. Uh, supposedly, people who have say that there's really nothing new there, other than the fact, in terms of some details, that it's more just same old Comey crap. But that the real key thing here is that they had to be redacted because he because he went to because they include classified information of which he said they did not when he went to Congress. Right. Yes, I'm sure they include classified information. In fact, several of the memos were completely classified, as I recall. So, you know, it would have to be that he leaked classified information when he leaked multiple memos. And I find it ironic that Congress had to go to this extent of threatening contempt of Congress against Deputy Attorney General Rosenstein to get the memos when the New York Times has had them for months. Well, and it's just another reason for why it's a head-scratcher as to why Rosenstein is, is in the position he's in. You are an attorney. You certainly understand that that particular legal system, which is different than, like, family court or whatever. And so, uh, you know, my understanding is that Rosenstein literally legally should not even be in the position because he's a, he's a, a witness to the investigation. That's, that's right. I mean, he's the one that wrote the memo recommending that Comey be fired. Well, yeah, he so, also signed I, I his mean, name. I, he also signed his name to FISA warrant requests that that were based upon false information that was in which the courts were misled. Exactly, he signed one of the FISA applications, and so did Dana Buente, who's now uh, general counsel for the FBI. So, getting back to Comey, as a as a, a former prosecutor yourself, what crimes has he committed? In the course of all well, this, 
Well, there's a possibility that he committed perjury in front of Congress, certainly a false statement to Congress if he wasn't sworn. Uh, there are possibilities of, you know, the leaking of classified information. Um, That's a felony, isn't false, it? Yeah, false statements to a federal judge, you know, the fraudulent FISA warrant, corruption of justice, I mean, obstruction of justice. It's also corruption of justice, but that's not a legal offense. Right. Obstruction of justice in the Hillary Clinton <laughs> investigation. Uh, there are any number of possibilities. How, I mean, if Mueller had been focused on Comey instead of the president, then we'd have a lot more information. Well, and that was kind of the design of it. In fact, that's why right. he that's why he leaked. Uh, he wanted to force a special prosecutor, and he knew that it would end up being his buddy Mueller. So, you right. know, again, and, and it, who Rosenstein appointed. So, you know, I don't understand why uh, uh, Sessions still has Rosenstein in, in his position. That brings me to my next question for you, which is, enter Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, very interesting. Your um, thoughts? You know, Rudy, Rudy says he's coming in to help negotiate an end to the Mueller investigation. And out of his respect for both the president and Bob Mueller, I thought that was an interesting comment. And, you know, we will see how it goes. Rudy certainly has the experience and knows all the players to see about doing that. I just hope the president doesn't let his guard down in light of what Rosenstein told him in terms of Mueller not uh, in terms of Mueller not having the president in mind as a target because one can be changed from a subject to a target in the blink of an eye. Exactly. And there are people saying, uh, well, there's really no reason for him to not, you know, as part of the negotiations, have a sit down. I'm hoping the negotiation. (laughs) Every reason not to have a sit down. Yeah. And yeah, I was a little concerned at first when I saw that Giuliani had said, you know, I have respect for Bob Mueller. But then there's that reminded me a little bit. You're from the South and I am. And, you know, we 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 slop sugar at times when we've got somebody in our crosshairs. In fact, that's (laughs) don't we? Uh, he's very gracious and very professional, and mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll handle it that way. Well, yeah. I mean, so to me, it's it's kind of like I, I was actually kind of thinking about Tom Hagen, and, and I was thinking about my, you know, um, a wartime conciliary. And in fact, Hagen himself was very gracious. You know, he was very much a gentleman when he came and said, you know, either your brains or your signature are going to be on this contract. And if not, you you know, you might have, you know, your, your horse's head in bed with you the next day. I'm kind of hoping... And I know I'm mixing a couple different scenes from The Godfather, but I've only got you a short amount of time. I'm hoping right. that that's, that's the kind of tough approach he's going to take. And, and Giuliani should strike fear in people because he is fierce. He knows the law better than anybody so far. And he's fearless. You know, he, he, he can be gracious, yet got, got a spine like steel. Yes? I think it is a good choice for this job. Uh, but then people would say, Sydney, why does he even need to be, why should there even be negotiations? Because this entire uh, investigation was fruit of a poisonous tree. It was never, there was never probable cause. It was based on lies. It was based on an opposition, a, a Democrat sitting president and the, and the Democrat candidate paying for smears and lies that were then used illegally to spy on the opposition party campaign. Shouldn't that, what is there to negotiate? Well, it could be that given the turn of events and the fact that the targets are now on the backs of people like Comey and McCabe and the people who actually did things wrong, Hillary Clinton and 
the whole cabal. I mean, the Podesta brothers ought to be thrown in there along with some other people, Huma Abedin. I can think of any number of people that actually committed serious crimes. It may be the negotiation. I've always thought Mueller was kind of given this job to protect them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It may be the negotiations kind of going the other direction. Uh, meaning maybe Giuliani says, look, you know, um, you drop this now and we won't um, we won't further, you know, investigate uh, the Clinton email, the, the felonies there. I, I mean, I, I'm hoping that, that it's not going to involve giving a pass to the, to the Clinton cabal, as you call it. It it better not involve that, but I'm I'm bet there's some gonna horse trading like that that's gonna be going on. Well, I wouldn't uh, mind. I it. hope it doesn't go that far. I hope it doesn't either. I hope it involves kind of like negotiating down charges to where you know you go in as as a criminal defense attorney and say you know give me give me second degree murder instead of you know first degree so you know we can avoid the death penalty kind of thing. But that there still will you be know, accountability. We definitely need accountability on the part of all the people that conspired to overthrow the president or keep him from being elected in the first place. This is just beyond the pale and grossest abuse of of government power I have ever witnessed. Well, so there's two tracks. There is the one that's involving that, which is basically an attempt to literally interfere in an American election of a president in order to, you know, stop President Trump from being elected and then to set up an insurance policy in which they attempted to frame him and unseat him. There's that. Then there's still the whole Clinton email thing that must still be uh, prosecuted. We cannot have a secretary of state. And then that and then the email thing is, is one track as well. But then there's also the Clinton Foundation pay for play scheme. We cannot in this country have a secretary of state getting away with with setting up a felonious email scheme, transporting classified information, then destroying government property under subpoena, all the while lining her pockets with the pay for play scheme. We cannot allow that to, to, she, to allow anybody to get away with that. No, we can't. It should not go unpunished by any means. And everybody needs to know the full extent of it, too. It all needs to be disclosed. Uh, The conservative treehouse blog just came out with a post that popped into my inbox while we're talking that includes the text of the Comey memos. And can you can you scan it real quick and tell us what you what you're seeing? Well, it's um, multiple pages and and small print right now, but I will okay. see what I can do. <laughs> well, I tell you what, uh, you can uh, you can call back later in the show after you know you we can take a little break right now if you want. You can review that and then call back in. Okay, I'll try to do that. Uh, why don't Why don't we do that? And um, because it, 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 but before you go do do that. Another side note is we've got the the Republicans that has sent a criminal referral. Uh, for criminal investigations regarding Lynch and Strzok and Page. And now we know that uh, the IG referred Andrew McCabe for criminal. So we've also got all that going on. Yes, and it's about time, thank goodness. I mean, good grief. We've all known this has been going on forever, and there was substantial evidence of it. There's even more evidence of it than we know about. I'm sure we'll find out more when the inspector general releases his full report in May. But yes, this definitely needs to be done. I would just remind everybody before they get too excited about it that uh, Lois Lerner was referred to the U.S. attorney in D.C. for uh, review also, and nothing came of that. Oh, well, yeah, that's important to note because, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton was under investigation for a long time and nothing came of it. 
so and referrals can you know can happen at any point. In fact, McCabe came out with a with a statement and said, "Well, I'm hoping unless there's pressure from above at the top of the administration, you know, no prosecutor." Uh, you know, or U.S. attorney would take this up. So we'll see. Just because there's a referral doesn't mean that there ends up being accountability because we've also got a court system that's been corrupted, haven't we? Uh, we have, yes. But if they're not going to indict McCabe, they certainly need to let Michael Flynn off the hook. Good point. Um, and, and I also and want a number of other people who are sitting in prison right now. Well, yeah. I mean, if I was Martha Stewart, I'd be like, how do I get my six months back? Because, right? right? Um, Cohen, real quick before I let you go to go review the memos. Uh, The raid on Cohen, because of which, you know, they're trying to act as though it's not a part of the Mueller investigation because it was a referral to a U.S. attorney's office in in the Southern District of New York. Um, But we know that it was really a way to to try to pierce the attorney-client privilege, uh, trying to to extend this as far as they can involving, you know, that haint, I can't even remember her name, Stormy whatever, um, but then what, what's interesting is, and what's your take on this involving your friend Sean Hannity, is it's my understanding that a an attorney for CNN, his name was going to be presented to the judge under seal until an attorney for CNN or MSNBC went up to the, to, uh, the speak to the judge and, and suddenly the judge says, okay, we will release that to the public. And that is, that's my understanding. It's not illegal that that happened, but it, it's extraordinary, isn't it? That doesn't typically happen. It is extraordinary, and it's an absolute outrage because just the existence of an attorney-client relationship is confidential. Nobody is entitled to know who my clients are unless I've appeared publicly or written something you know, on their behalf that goes outside the attorney-client relationship to a third person. So it's it's absolutely outrageous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't know that. I mean, I, I thought it was clearly an attack on Hannity. But, you know, if if nobody's allowed to know the existence of an attorney client relationship, let alone the details of it, then how is that judge going to get it? How did this happen? Shouldn't somebody be held accountable? Well, for she that? just did it. I mean, you know, she is a judge who married George Soros. Right. And is a friend of the Clintons. Oh, yeah, that's her. See, there's just so many moving parts to this. I mean, this is how right. far and wide and deep the deep state and the corruption is in this country. This is why the American people don't necessarily and, and have so many people stay home and they don't vote and they don't realize that so much of what, what we're relying on in terms of our freedoms in this country um, are involved, the Department of Justice and involve our courts, even lower level courts and U.S. attorneys that the average person doesn't even know they're there. The single federal prosecutor is the most powerful person in our judicial system because with the stroke of a pen on an indictment, they can ruin a person's life for nothing. California, I think, just freed from death row today a man who has been erroneously imprisoned on death row for 25 years. Wow. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to let Sydney go and review these memos, and then she's going to um, make sure you've got the phone number for uh, the show here, and she's going to call in and report in a little bit later on that. But we're going to come back. We're going to shift gears a little bit. We're going to go about 90 miles south of Miami because y'all know one of the things that I that I started doing my show about that I put that I it's I push for. America and our constitutional republic, and I push against Marxism. And nobody's talking about Cuba and what's going on in Cuba. We got to talk about post Castro Cuba when we come back. More Andrea Kay show coming up. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea Kay, spelled K A Y E. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state 
not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444. The number one myth with a reverse mortgage is that you can't keep your home. Hi, I'm Michelle Cole, and I'm here to tell you that is absolutely false. You can keep and stay in the home you love with better cash flow and maintain the lifestyle of your choice. If you or someone you love is over the age of 62, call me today at 858-344-5998 and I'll use my 30 plus years experience in lending to see if a customized reverse mortgage is the right solution for you. I'll even pay your appraisal fee. That's 858-344-5998, 858-344-5998. Who else wants to discover how to invest in cash-flowing apartments without dealing with a single tenant? Join us for a fast-start, two-hour free training event and discover a proven system created by a landscaper who went from mowing lawns to controlling over 8,000 units. You'll discover how to safely invest in apartments using little or none of your own money, how to create a monthly passive income stream that'll allow you to retire in as little as three to five years. RE Mentor, the experts in apartment investing education for over 15 years, will be in the San Diego area sharing this unique system. Be one of the first 30 callers now to get your seat at this class free. Call 800-505-6049. Investing in apartments requires little money down and low risk if trained properly. Learn the secrets from the experts at RE Mentor in just two hours. Call 800-505-6049 and be one of the first 30 callers at 800-505-6049. You have nothing to lose and a legacy to gain. So call 800-505-6049. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. Paul Ryan, a leader of exceptional decency and diligence, is leaving the House of Representatives, but his departure may help his party by refocusing the election in November. With Ryan's retirement, the vote in November won't be about his record of triumphs, including tax reform and repeal of Obamacare's mandate, or about his disappointments, such as the soaring deficits. Instead, the focus falls now on the only other figure in the House well-known enough to motivate millions of voters— Nancy Pelosi. And that focus can only help Republicans because Pelosi has done nothing to earn new support since her landslide defeat in 2010. The people of America don't know much about Kevin McCarthy, Ryan's likely successor, but they know plenty about Pelosi. Yes, Republicans can still win. I'm Michael Medved. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Turning 65 is a great milestone and an incredible challenge when it comes to health coverage. The maze of Medicare can be overwhelming. Do you need Part A, B, supplemental, drug coverage? What about dental, vision, and all the benefits you've enjoyed? Relax. Help is as close as Bridalwood Insurance, Medicare coverage professionals who can help you make the best decisions. Bridalwood listens to your needs and explains all the options available. 
Visit them online at bridalwoodinsurance.com. That's bridalwoodinsurance.com and set up an appointment for a Medicare specialist to come to your home or office. You've seen the ads, read the brochures, and still have questions. Bridalwood Insurance has answers. Best of all, their guidance is free to you. The company you choose takes care of the fees. Medicare Madness has met its match. Voted Best Insurance Company by the readers of the San Diego Union-Tribune. Bridalwood Insurance, the total health care connection for the best of your life. Visit BridalwoodInsurance.com today. That's BridalwoodInsurance.com. AM 1170. The answer. San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. I'm glad we're coming back from a break. because <laughs> Thank you for that bump of music. I'm digging that baby. Reminding me a little bit of my weekend that I'm just coming back from. But I'm glad to come back from the break because my head was starting to hurt trying to read through some of these memos. Um leaking from Comey. So I'm glad to take a break from this because I mean, this drivel, this complete self-indulgent drivel crap that he documented is enough to make me want to jab myself in the eyeball with a pen. Okay. Oh, um, I said, I don't do sneaky things. I don't leak. You know, I, I don't do weasel moves. Everything this man did, including these memos is a weasel move. I don't leak. This is just insane. And you know what? This is just... The entire situation that I discussed with Sidney Powell beforehand, this is one piece of an enormously gross abuse of power that should not be happening in this country. The deep state and the corruption has gone so far and so wide that, you know, we, the tyranny that has been involved in this situation in which they attempted to stop and interfere with an, an American presidential election and then to unseat a free and fairly elected president is shocking. It's the kind of stuff that happens in banana republics. Which leads me to my next topic here, which is uh, the Banana Republic uh, down south of us, about 90 miles south of Miami. And it's getting very little play. I get with everything breaking news that's going on in the world today and in this country with the Comey memos and this and that. But we've got to constantly stay focused. If we are going to return this country to a land of liberty and individual freedoms and away from the Marxist transformation of which they're trying to put on us, we've got to understand what what we don't want to happen in this country, and that's we don't want to go the way of Cuba. Joining me now is Lowell Pont to talk about uh, post-cat. Nobody's talking about it. We got, we got for the first time in a long time, uh, no more Castro is going to be leading Cuba, and nobody's talking about it. Hey, Lowell, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, a pleasure to be with you. Thanks for calling me Lowell. It is Ponty, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. I've Americanized yeah. to death in 160-some-odd years. <laughs> Ponty, is that, is that Spanish? Actually, it's French. Oh, I should know that. My, uh, you as a Louisiana girl. You yeah. yeah. Um, well, thank you uh, for being on the show tonight and uh, talking about uh, post-Castro Cuba, because nobody's really talking about it. Cuba has gone from being a symbol of what we're not supposed to be about in this country, communism, to we've got, you know, Hollywood, celebs going down there, rubbing, you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce going down there like, oh, Cuba's fabulous, and Michael Moore doing documentaries about it. Cuba's not fabulous, correct? No, it's definitely not fabulous. And by the way, my title was intended to be ironic, but there'll be a much longer version of it out Friday at AmericanThinker.com, incidentally. The, uh, the point is the Castros are not gone. Raul Castro has stepped down, so there is nobody named Castro who's president of the country for the moment, but Raul's son is still head of the secret police. Raul himself stays head of the Communist Party in the military. I mean, what they have is a front man 
basically now, uh, a relatively unknown bureaucrat who's been pushed. Uh, he was not even born at the time of the revolution. He was born in 1960. So he's a relatively low charisma guy. Why would they want him? Because it would have been just too embarrassing after all the anti-colonial, anti-imperial talk by Cuba to put yet a third Cuban in command of the government, though they will do that at some point. Uh, and they wanted somebody who could take all the heat for the economic situation Cuba is now in. People don't realize, but Venezuela is teetering on the brink, and the only thing that keeps Cuba alive financially is a whole lot of free oil they're given by fellow communist state Venezuela, which itself has stayed in power only because there are 14,000 Cuban secret police in the country to help suppress dissent. Well, you know, I, I, I can remember being a little girl and asking my dad, uh, you know, why the Cuban people did not rise up and take their country back. I just didn't understand it. You know, they should have taught you about Playa Heron, the Bay of Pigs. Pardon me? They, they did Playa Heron. Yeah. The Bay of Pigs, they did rise up. They had been promised by John F. Kennedy that they would have air cover when they hit the beaches. And then while they were landing, Kennedy withdrew the air cover. Mm which left them there naked to be captured, to be uh, imprisoned and killed. Wonderful. Then Democrats have done a lot of strange things. And Bill and Hillary Clinton violating the United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child by sending commandos in the middle of the night to snatch Elian Gonzalez and send him back to Castro as a, uh, as a hero. People should really study that event. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Clinton commandos came in knocked down an NBC camera crew that was acting as pool that night, pulled the plugs out so their camera would not work, pointed guns at them and told them if they moved, they would be shot. Wow. That's what they were telling NBC. Uh, And, of course, Barack Obama, by far the most evil of all, and he has a lot of competition, God knows. You know, Barack Obama wants this impression that he and Democrats care so much about Latinos. And he wanted to let the millions of illegal aliens come in from Mexico and Central America. But he issued an executive order that ended the wet foot, dry foot asylum policy for Cubans who had fled the communist dictatorship and made it to the U.S. Why? Because Cubans here vote Republican. Well, no, there's... other Latinos vote Democrat. Right. But the point is, he actually sent back Cubans. Yeah. He didn't care about their finding freedom or refuge in the U.S. Well, I but think nobody, it's... nobody seems to want to point that out no. about Obama. Well, no, and I think that uh, well, some people were pointing out a little bit of Obama's because, like me, I mean, I think it's it's because they love uh, the left loves the Cuban model. They love the Cuban business model. You know, the elites, the average Cuban is making what I think you said in your article thirty one dollars a month. Uh, meanwhile, or even less. Yeah, thirty one yeah. or even less, and that includes doctors, right? Um, but but the fat cats. Oh, if you're the, a really good doctor, you can make as much as eighty dollars a month. Wow, wow, you know. That that's the profession to be. But, but uh, here too, you have Michael Moore saying how wonderful healthcare is in Cuba. Uh, Michael, do you understand that if you're a Cuban and you need to go into the hospital to be cared for, you have to bring your own light bulb to light the room or operating facility, and you have to bring your own bedding, and yeah. you will not find most prescription medicines when you get there that you will probably need, because Cuba doesn't have any credit in the world. See, right. they, they complain about the U.S. embargo, which has been there off and on. Obama lifted it for a time, but Trump put it back. But 
Cuba has always had open and free trade with Canada, with Mexico, yeah. with Western Europe, and so on. They were not denied any of these modern things. The problem is they bought a lot of stuff and then didn't pay for it. Yeah. And so they destroyed their own credit, and so people won't sell them things. Well, here's what what I'm hoping that people, you know, we uh, the left successfully took over education, control the message, and you control minds. And they took over our education systems here, and they took over our media. And the average the average American has no idea anything at all about Cuba except lowriders and Cuban sandwiches. They don't know anything at all about what's gone down historically. We have Americans wandering around wearing Che Guevara t-shirts like he was some happening great dude. You know, the American people aren't being educated. We have a huge percentage of Americans out here that actually think communism is a great idea. And they don't understand anything. So, you know, and it's a little disturbing to me that nobody's even talking about uh, Cuba right now. And so thank you for coming on and talking about it. It's not as maybe exciting as sexy do we have no more minutes left? Well, we've got a couple minutes left. What oh, else sure. would you like I, to share? I would like to say that I've written seven books with Craig Smith, who you see on every week with Neil Cavuto on Fox Business. And Craig would be more than happy, as would I, to give you our latest 250-page book. It's called Money, Morality, and the Machine. And to get a free postpaid copy, won't cost you a penny. All you need to do is call a toll-free number, 800 630 1492, like the year Columbus sailed the ocean blue. That's 800-630-1492. Now, in that book, that's where you talk about uh, the push for uh, the global uh, economy in uh, global government, correct? Oh, sure. That's where we explain the magic of Brexit, how the British woke up one day and found that 63% of all their laws were being made uh, by Brussels, by the European Union, which is dedicated to erasing all the national boundaries in Europe. Brussels was controlling their immigration policy, for example, and the British didn't like it. In fact, if you have a second, I have a wonderful quote. Yeah, we've got one minute left. Okay. Oh, then I can relax. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, So in any event, one of the people who looked into this was Frederick Forsyth, who's a a, um, journalist as well as a novelist, author of The Day of the Jackal, The Odessa File, and so on. He looked into the notebooks of the man who created the European Union. His name was Jean Monnet. And in those notebooks, Monet wrote to himself, Europe's nation should be guided towards the super state, meaning the European Union, Mm -hmm. without their people understanding what is happening. Mm. This could be accomplished by successive steps, each disguised as having an economic purpose, but which will eventually and irreversibly lead to federation, meaning one big uh, colony. And of course, the Mm -hmm. British were used to seeing what being a colonial was like and being a colonist, and uh, therefore... When they realized they were being colonized by the European Union, they resisted it. They voted against it. It's exactly the same thing we're looking at here, mm-hmm. where we have seen the ultimate uh, gerrymander ever carried out thus far politically, a gerrymander by which Barack Obama took our southern border and stretched it all the way to include all of Mexico and half of Central America. Mm-hmm. Yes. A huge defiance of our elections. And, of course, that is to dilute our electoral process. Funny thing is, diluting elections, federal elections, is against the law. and has been held so. I think Jerry Brown and others should be arrested. I wrote a column on that, in fact, only a week or so ago at AmericanThinker.com. Well, Lowell, you you certainly know a lot about a whole lot of topics, and you know, so I'm. You got to be. I got to get you as a regular on my oh, show. That, that, oh, and by the way, I live in Carlsbad. Oh, you do. 
I had yes, no idea. I saw the I saw the area code, and I thought maybe you know I, I thought maybe you at least had some peeps here, or yeah. you were visiting. So well, fantastic! If I could give you one last tidbit of trivia, you might yes. enjoy it. My communist guide when I was in Cuba, I was in, in Cuba doing writing for the LA Times once upon a time. My communist guide said to me, "I love. We saw I love Lucy too, but we saw it differently." How many Americans knew that when Desi Arnaz sang Babalu, he was invoking a deity from a Santeria voodoo religion that African slaves had brought to Cuba? Hmm, interesting. Uh, now, there's an interesting factoid. That is. I, I'm never going to hear but that of course, song the same way. They worship the religion of Marxism, and that's, of exactly. course, a major point. Marxism is a competing religion. Well, exactly. That's what has to be right. It's but, a cult. Yeah, it is, and that's and that's really what the left is all about. That They're not interested in separation of church and state. They want replacement of God with state, and if you listen to one of Barack Obama's, it might have been his inauguration. It, you know, it was, a, it was a constant, only the government can do this, only the government can do that. His whole hope in change was put your hope and your faith uh, in government. And that's what Marxism's all about. Got to leave well, it there. Sure, back. Sure. It is to create a man-made heaven on earth, a exactly. new Eden. Exactly. Utopia. All right, Lowell. And, and a godless one, by the way, except for government itself. Exactly. And we, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to take a quick break, and we come back. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's avariasco.com. Andrea Kay here. We've all heard about the new tax reform laws and the confusions they've created. If you're planning on buying or refinancing, it's a must to create your financial roadmap. And if you need a guide, let me introduce you to my go-to, Dave Stapleton of First Choice Loan Services. You've heard of a certified financial planner, right? Well, look across the table and you will see Dave Stapleton, a certified mortgage loan specialist, a certification that less than 5% of loan officers are able to complete. Regardless of how much you have or have not saved to put down, or if you've been through a foreclosure, bankruptcy, or just suffering from poor credit, Dave has the experience and the knowledge to navigate you through the confusion. Dave has been leading families into home ownership for over two decades. So start your journey today and call Dave Stapleton, 760-815-8987, 760-815-8987, or visit the thedavestapletondifference.com. That's the thedavestapletondifference.com. NMLS number 248823. 
This report is pre-recorded and sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Here's the Word on Wealth, a retirement update from five-star wealth manager, certified financial planner, Marty Schneider, the retirement professor. Greetings, friends, and welcome to this edition of the Word on Wealth. Marty Schneider here. Now, every time the stock market does that bend but don't break kind of thing, the market bears kind of pop up. To remind everybody that it is just a matter of time before we have a market correction or give back, just to make sure that your allocation is suitable it is age appropriate and that you are completely tuned in to the risks that you may or may not be choosing to bear inside of your investment accounts. If you'd like to have that chat with me, come on in for your free retirement consultation with me. I meet with everybody personally here in my Mission Valley office. It is absolutely free of charge. doesn't cost you a penny. Just come on in. You can also talk about your Social Security benefits as well. Give me a call. Come on in for your free consultation with me. That's it for this edition of the Word on Wealth. I'm the retirement professor, Marty Schnatter. I'll be back with you tomorrow on these same Salem Network stations. Psalm 127 verse 4 says, Like arrows in the hands of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Each day with our children is an opportunity to shape and sharpen those arrows before we release them into the world. So how can we know we're shaping and pointing them in the right direction? Join Family Life in select movie theaters across the country on May 1st and 3rd for the premiere of the movie Like Arrows, a faith-based film about parenting with purpose. Like Arrows is in theaters for two nights only, May 1st and 3rd, and it casts a powerful vision for parents, reminding us that nothing is more important than having God and His Word directing our lives and our families. To view the trailer or find theaters near you, visit likearrowsmovie.com. Again, that's likearrowsmovie.com. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Joseph Ayala has me cracking up on Facebook. He reminded me of some, I don't know who said it, but yes, Joseph, the first time I heard the term Boogie Republic, it made me laugh. So DJ Sticks is going to have to Google Boogie Republic. Who said it? Thank you for reminding me of that as I was talking about a Banana Republic earlier. Now, uh, we're vastly approaching the Banana Republic stage going on here with the Department of Justice. It's a wonder I can laugh about it. So I'm glad to have Sydney back with me. We took a little break. We talked Banana Republic Cuba. Now she's back to tell us uh, the, what uh, she found with the Comey memos. Hey, Sydney. Hey, Andrea. I haven't uh, read through them in their entirety yet. That reads kind of like a Dear Diary <laughs> entry. <laughs> They're really a little bit amusing in some of their detail and characterizations, but some of the big points, I'll just kind of hit some of the big points I've okay. seen so far. Okay. Um, he, he wrote the first memo in his car within a few minutes of leaving Trump Tower after his first meeting with the president on January 6th. Kind of like, I love and, the diary. I love the diary analogy. That's like a girl who, you know, has to go and write in her diary the second she leaves a date. That's like so exactly. weird. It's so creepy. It, 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 I know. It, it it literally feels and reads that that creepy. And then he had dinner with the president at the White House. One of the remarkable things he told the president, he admits in here, was that I don't leak. I don't do sneaky things. <laughs> I don't I don't make weasel plays. <laughs> <laughs> 
I did see that earlier. It's ridiculous. Everything he's yeah. done is sneaky and weaselly. And it's like exactly. I mean, the very idea of running to his car and writing all this down is is sneaky and weasley. I mean, I, really, it, you're not man enough to have a conversation with the president and keep it to yourself. That yeah, it's you know, it kind of reminds me of of I can't remember who it was with the Obama administration, Susan Rice, who in January after their, the day of the inauguration decides she's going to go write a memo about how Obama told him, now remember, we do everything by the book. It's like, you know, it, it reminds me that it's so phony and disingenuous and obviously meant to try to create some type of paper trail that he could use against the president. I mean, he, I literally am beginning to think, and we've only got a few minutes left, and you can tell me if there's more substance here, but he seems so almost mentally unstable to me. He's emotional like a teenage girl. His book involved recalling conversations with, with Obama with tears in his eyes. I mean, is there anything there there that says this man should be FBI director? Uh, no, he definitely shouldn't be FBI director. That much comes through loud and clear. One of the other things he does several times in a substantive way is vouch for Andy McCabe. Uh, Trump Uh, apparently specifically asked him about McCabe several times and whether McCabe was a problem and asked him about leaks. And he said, no, Andy's a true pro. There are no problems with Andy McCabe at all. Well, wait, wait. That's interesting because McCabe is saying that Comey is the one who authorized him to leak. So exactly. And now and then Comey, I thought I saw in an interview today saying that, you know, um, throwing McCabe under the bus. But at the time he's talking to um, Trump, he's touting McCabe as an honest guy who never does anything wrong. Right. Lots of contradictions there involving McCabe. They're going to flip on each other. They're going to flip on each other. Now, what happens when when you're a prosecutor and you've got two people that are targets, two people accused on a crime, and they both flip and blame the other one? What what ends up typically happening in that situation? Well, somebody's usually offered a a deal or at least, you know, the ability to plead to a lesser offense if they implicate the other people involved and are willing to testify against them and cooperate fully in the rest of the investigation. Uh, Another ironic thing in the Comey memos is that uh, Comey told the president we wouldn't want anyone to think that we were investigating you. Apparently, the president uh, considered asking him to investigate the Russia baloney to dispel any notion of the whole golden showers debacle and fraudulent report of mm-hmm. Christopher Steele and uh, Comey told him he didn't think that was a good idea because he didn't want anybody to think that the FBI was investigating the president mm-hmm. and it could be spun that way. So, I mean, how is that for a farce? Yeah. And Comey repeatedly refused to deny that the FBI was investigating him. I mean, it's typical Comey. If his lips are moving, it's to try to self-aggrandize Jim yes. Comey. Yeah. In fact, most of the first memo consists of him talking about how much Trump praised him. Yeah, well, nauseating. um, Can you tell we've only got two minutes left. Can you tell um, whether any idea of what might have been classified? I mean, if this is just, you know, recalling, you know, details of dates in terms of, you know, I had the surf and turf. Why was there anything classified that needed to be redacted? 
Well, there are things that are redacted in the ones that have been given to the public, so I don't know. It looks like there may be names of some other countries. Okay. Uh, there's an incident about the president being upset with General Flynn for not having told him about a phone call from some foreign country, and the head of that country and that kind of thing is redacted. Well, it sure seems to me that from what I've heard so far, and I and I did glimpse at a little bit of it during a break, is that there's nothing bad for Trump here in this situation. I mean, in the little bit you read, do you see anything that, that um, paints Trump in a bad light? But no, it uh, primarily uh, paints Comey in a bad light because he's telling the president things that obviously aren't true. Yeah, and that could be why the DOJ stonewalled in releasing these for as long as they did. So, right. right. Well, Sydney, thank you so much for being here tonight and putting the effort into it. And, and um, hopefully at least that you got some laughs having to have, having to take a little extra time and read those memos because it's. Uh, oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's been an entertaining day. Andrea. <laughs> well, thanks. Sure so much. There are many more to come. Yes. Well, thanks so much for being here and be sure you get her book License to Lie because, you know, really is the book on the Department of Justice and its corruption. Thanks so much. All right. Now. Tune in tomorrow night because we, I meant to do baseball trivia for a family four-pack of tickets. We didn't get to it tonight because of breaking news. We're going to have that tomorrow night. And Diamond and Silk are going to be here. The ladies' DNS. You don't want to miss it. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K.